Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff Sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Tom Dorian, sidekick, wingman. Yes, sir. All of you are present. I'm That's present. Good. We're that all is, here. <laughs> you know, presence is an important thing, isn't it? It is important. And uh, I think that's the best gift a, you can give. Exactly right. Is it a present? Presence. Oh, presence. You're you exactly right. right. I like multiple presents. You like that? Yeah, I do. And uh, and presence is something that's important as a Catholic transition. The segue, here Segue yeah. into our topic. Yeah. How many people, Tom, have ever kind of told you or expressed to you this idea that mass is not what it really needs to be or should be? Or yeah. they're, maybe they're embarrassed and they're thinking like, really, dude, you get that much out of mass? Because yeah. I'm just ha- I'm struggling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too many people have expressed that. You know, it's like it's become sort of an ex- a stale experience. It's, yeah. it's plateaued. Yeah. And I hear that a lot, especially, you know, especially I do a lot of work in RCIA and I have a lot of folks that end up coming back into the, into the faith where they, they mm-hmm. were, they were born um, in a Catholic family. They were baptized Catholic, Reverts. first communion, right? Uh, confirmation. And then they kind of fell away, have a lot of that happening. Yeah. And usually one of the reasons they give is because, well, I was getting nothing out of mass. Yeah. And, th- and that's a constant, um, I don't know. It, it, it's a, I don't want to say it's an excuse. It's what people say. And maybe mm-hmm. they're experiencing that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that uh, sometimes there's good reasons. You know, we love to blame the priest or we love to blame the, the music or the sound system. We have all these reasons why we don't like mass or we the Matthew we Kelly right. laundry list. All those different. Exactly. <laughs> all those different things that we can just go down this, right. la- this laundry list and say this is why we don't go to mass or why we don't get anything out of yeah. mass. But the reality is I think we all know, especially as if we're Catholic, mm-hmm. we understand that the Mass itself is the thing we do oh, yeah. as Catholics. Yeah. And it's, it does differentiate us from pretty much all of the other uh, Christian denominations, mm-hmm. right, in terms of exactly what we say happens at Mass yeah. and the purpose and meaning of Mass. And these are important things. And so even those who say they don't get anything out of it, mm-hmm. right, who might even just be in a rut. Yep. In mass, and it's like you know, I'm not. It's just kind of you know, not really happening for me. Mm-hmm. And so I thought we would start a new, a uh, little new tradition here at the Catholic Cafe. We're going to do some shows. We're just calling top ten. This was fun. This was a fun exercise. Yeah, I think so. When I when and I, I have a suggestion for you too, what's that? or actually our audience, and that is, stop the recording. And go make your list and then compare your list to ours once oh, you hear it. Oh, good idea. Yeah, because you and I did that. That's exactly right. So I called you and I said, hey, yeah. dude, we need, to do a, a, we need to do a show. We'll just call it Top, top 10. 10 Things That You Can or Ways to yeah. Improve Your Mass Experience. That's a fun exercise. And, and by the way, none of those top 10 will be like, uh, you know, um, uh, ship your pastor up down the river or whatever. <laughs> none of those are going to be, you know. <laughs> Well, especially ours. He's the best. Well, I, these are things to look yeah, exactly right. I should stop and say I just realized what you just said. Yeah, absolutely. Because every every once in a while he listens, and I want to make sure that today. yeah, Monsignor MacArthur is he is the best. He's the man. We'd never get rid of him. I have never heard no. anybody give a better funeral homily than him. By the way, he was born for that, wasn't oh he? Oh my gosh! I even told him, you know, that 
when I die, I want him to do my homily. He's like, I don't know if I'm going to be around. I said, you need to be. I may, I may just like hasten the process or something because that was beautiful. He's genius. Yeah, very good at that. So I, I do know that we have these, these, these 10. We came up with 10 ideas. I said, we well, did. We'll come up with 10 ideas. And I didn't tell you my 10. No. And wasn't it amazing? I think when you we went down, you made check marks. You had like nine out of ten. We had oh, the yeah. same thing. Yeah, that was great. And I think a lot of folks will have the same stuff that we have. Oh, yeah. But if you make a conscious effort to do one, one or any of these <laughs> things, it's going to improve your mass experience. Right. Right? And so, again, now these things really are looking inward. It's that, things exactly that right. you can do, not right. that your pastor can Take do. Take responsibility. Not exactly. And not that, for yourself. And, you know, I think it would improve... Um, you know, mass experience. If at every mass the Vienna Boys Choir sang, or, or what, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. It, we would we could look at external things like that and say that would improve my mass experience. But the reality yeah. is, what can I do? Right. Right. Why is why is my room my bedroom dirty and why is my bed not made? Well, I guess I need to look inwardly and realize that's me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, so we're going to go through the top ten things that we came up with. They're yeah. not in any particular order. They're not. They're not. Just do one. Just think of one. Exactly. So and then we'll, add another a month later. Let's start with, with number one on our list. Yeah. And uh, this is a pet peeve of mine. Very it's, simple. You know, and this is not just mass for me. But and it's funny. Your pet peeves are on mine, too. Exactly. Are we getting old? Two peas in a pod. <laughs> two peas in a pod. We're getting old, though, man. We're, we're starting to think the same. I think we are. Scary. Um, yeah. I, uh, now, I will say that, that when I go anywhere and do anything, the worst thing that I can do to myself yeah. is get there, like, on the dot on time. Right. Or late. Oh, late. I hate late. Late's the worst. You know, maybe when I was younger. You operate on Vince Lombardi time. Yeah, you know 10 what? 10 minutes early. I, I, you got to be early. That's right. And so one of the first things you can do to improve your mass experience is get there early. And I know people say, well, you know, but I got 42 kids and we got this stuff and we're doing this. Hey, nine and five. In the morning. Preaching to the choir. Hey, you're right. I've you got know? nine kids. You got five. That's right. That's 14. We don't want to hear it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, you know, I guess the point is, if you make a conscious effort to get there early, right. what's amazing is you actually get, you know, 10 minutes. If you just get there 10 minutes early, you have 10 minutes to pray, to prepare. And it's amazing what happens is, you know, every time I go to the doctor and I get a, get a physical or whatever, they tell me to, like, walk down the hall over here and we're going to get on this, uh, you know, we're going to check our blood pressure and all that kind of stuff. It's like, well, can I sit down and rest just for a while? Just relax, it yeah. Will, it, will, it will lower my blood That's pressure. That's exactly right. You know? And so it's like as I get older, I get more tuned into right. stress. Yep. Right? And sometimes when people are not having a good time at mass or they're not getting anything out of mass, it's because they're stressed. Right. And so just getting there and taking some long, deep breaths right. ahead of time. Right. Now, I understand when you have a big family. I understand when you got car troubles. I understand when you're just barely getting out of, you know, the place on time. And, you know, you're, man, with the kids, I swear to you. Yeah, some of like, life's curve ball, curveballs are exactly. understandable. Son, where are your socks? Where right. are they? Right. Oh, I couldn't find any. You know, and it's like, don't get some socks. You're not going to match. So then we're late. <laughs> right? So maybe it's laying the kids' clothes out the night before or whatever. Right. I don't know. But whatever it takes for you to get to Mass 10 minutes early, yeah. man, what a blessing. It will change. To be able to sit there and say, this is what needs to happen. Yeah, it'll change you know, as the experience. De- as a deacon, I have, to, I have to go early to get a lot of things prepared, like mm-hmm. just for the liturgy itself. And so I make a point of being there 30 minutes early. Now, everybody doesn't need to be there 30 minutes early. Mm-hmm. But when I'm there 30 minutes early, I'm able to sort of go through and say, well, these are my readings are all set up. This is all set up. The, the, the table's all set up. I'm ready to assist Monsignor or whatever the, whoever the priest is. But then I still have some time to go breath. Right. 
prepare. Yeah. Pray. Pray. Stress yeah. goes away. Yeah. And it's amazing. The mass is a much better experience. Okay. Yep. Let's jump to number two. Number two is, this is a, it seems like common sense. Like it if is. you were getting ready to take a test, <laughs> you'd think you'd want to read the material. You would think so. Now, mass is not a test, but right. it really does help to read the material. It does. Everywhere, you can online, you can buy books, and you can pre-read the readings. It's amazing, isn't it? So that they are not like a you surprise. hear them for the first time. Like, right. You know, and a lot of times, depending on who the reader is, you might have a little bit of an accent or you might have someone who doesn't know how to use the mic well. And yeah. so then you're like, then you're, then you're all of a sudden, uh, you know, having to look at the missile or missalette or whatever and try to figure out what's going on and who's saying what. And then yeah. you kind of don't get anything out of the readings no. because they just kind of hit you. They blindside you. Right. But if you pre-read those, yeah. you already know, oh, this is, this is the Isaiah, this is the Old Testament. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, here's St. Paul, you know, talking to the Ephesians. Yeah. You, you know, and then you hear the gospel say, oh, that's in, that's in Mark. I, I read that this morning or yesterday or whatever. I prepared yeah. so that now you're able to sort of, you take the readings in as mm-hmm. they're presented to you. Yep. But then you can kind of listen to the homily and go, I wonder what he's going to do with this. How's yeah. that going to Yeah. Right. So much more. I'll do that sometimes. I kind of think of what would my homily sound yeah, like. Exactly. Compare it to the to the priest or I, the deacon. I, I know you're, you're you need to be a deacon. No, I can't, man. Yeah. You're I can't hang with too you. Too much. Now. All right. Well, anyway, and so you know, also in that same vein, you know, understanding the uh, the readings, reading the readings ahead of time, just getting a jump on it. Right. Also, you also start to see, uh, you understand the season. Totally. Within the liturgies taking place, right? Yeah. The, 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 the beautiful liturgical seasons. And so you understand the time and the place and, the, and what the readings are supposed to evoke. But at the same time, maybe the saint of the day, if you're doing a daily mass, yep. or the feast day to understand what are we celebrating? What is the context right. within which we are experiencing mass? And so that's a little bit of prep you can do before you go to mass. Yep. And, it, you know, it's, it's homework. That's exactly right. You know, our kids, you know, in these private schools now, my kids aren't private school. We homeschool. We can't afford all that. But the reality is. So you don't have homework. Oh, no. It's all the time. Everything is homework. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me of but a, it's great, never late. a great homeschool joke that one kid told one of my kids when he was in high school. He said, yeah. so where are you going to go to college? Upstairs. <laughs> that was a good one. All right. So, I want to meet that kid. So number three, yes. the third way that you can improve your mass experience. And that is, and I know it sounds stupid, and you hate to hear this, but sing and respond. Another very simple suggestion. It's a simple thing to do, and yeah. most people don't do it. And I know that I'm, I'm probably telling people who aren't Catholic and who don't like the Catholic Church too right. much information. But the reality is, as I sit there as a deacon, I have a unique viewpoint. Mm-hmm. I can sit out there and I can look at everybody. And I'm not judging. I am not. But I am sort of taking it all in. I promise I'm not judging Tom, unless I'm looking at you. So just so everybody knows, when he's doing that, I'm hiding somewhere in the back. That's right. He's behind, trying to get behind that lady yeah, with the no, big Yeah, no, I'm actually doing a couple of these things on this list. I, no, you're, and you're a good guy because you came with the same list I had. But, but the idea of singing and responding puts yeah. you into the mass. Oh, totally. It's, it's, uh, it's, not a, part, it's a participatory sport. We're, right. we're, we're not just sitting there watching. It's not an entertainment venue. Exactly. Well, some people have turned it into that, haven't they? Yeah, I know. So then they not get, that at all. Tr- they get totally focused on which priest. What are you going to do for me? And, and what kind of music are we playing? Yeah. Well, I go to the contemporary mass. Right. I only like the organ. You know, and it's like you hear all these things, and, <laughs> and people start focusing on that. Right. Right. But if they would sing whatever is being put before them. Right. 
right? Who I who was said to you know to sing is to pray twice. You know, yeah. Saint Francis or some of these people. Yeah, I never know what is right. What, what who said what? And a lot of people you know challenge that. But the Saint reality Augustine. is. I don't remember. Whoever it was, a smart man. Send us an email. Yeah, we'll try to. Tell whoever us, tell knows us who that is, let us know. But the, but the point is, right. but the words are still important. Totally. And, and also responding. Right. You know, it's so funny when I do prayers, like I'm teaching RCI, and I teach them how to pray. Right. A lot of people aren't used to praying. They aren't used to doing things the way Catholics do them. And so I'll, you know, I'll start to pray in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then there's like this silence. And I stop and go, you know. This is a participatory sport, right? Right, and so when we're praying, I need to hear you say "Amen," right? And so we stop, and so that that, that response, it it puts you there in yeah. the con- it's a conversation, right. it's a discussion, right? Right, and you are now a witness to what's going on at mass right. because you're there, you're one of the players, right? You're you're doing your part, so seeing and responding. And it's not something everyone typically does. Does does we you know we'll move our lips. Right. Right. We'll kind of mumble some things. Right. But, uh, you know, it's like that's Catholic singing. Right. And that's if you do that. Right. But if you move your lips and make sure the the, the sound comes out, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't sing. It doesn't matter. Make a joyful noise. It may be more noise than joy, but the reality is God sees it all as joy. Yep. The rest of us see it as joy. That's exactly right. It's a beautiful thing to sing and to respond. So we are going to go on with uh, some more. We're going to have to hurry up to get through all the, all these ten. Yeah. But uh, before we do that, and take a break um, and uh, hear from my lovely wife. But then also, I would love for you to send me an email. Tell me what's going on in your life. Um, you can do that at Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on our website, www.thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bester Zemski, and this is another great moment in church history. How can someone so small and weak in the eyes of the world have such a tremendous impact on the spiritual lives of millions around the globe? St. Therese of Lisieux, better known as the Little Flower, was this small person. Born in France over a century ago, she has changed the spiritual landscape of the entire world. St. Therese believed that little things done with great love were more pleasing to God than the mightiest deeds. She wrote, Love proves itself by deeds, so how am I to show my love? Great deeds are forbidden me. The only way I can prove my love is by scattering little flowers. And these flowers are every little sacrifice, every glance and word, and the doing of the least action for love. The little flower grew up as the youngest of five living children. She was a sensitive child who felt things deeply. These deep feelings and her thoughtful attitude led her to a strong prayer life at a very young age. By her own account, she would find a quiet place and spend hours contemplating the love of the Heavenly Father. As Therese entered her teen years, her older sisters began to go into religious life. This led the little flower to seek entrance to the Carmelite Monastery at the tender age of 14. She was initially refused by the superiors of the order, but her persistence paid off by taking her appeal all the way to the Pope in Rome. 
The superiors of the order were impressed by her persistence and maturity and allowed her to enter the Carmelite order at the age of 15. The next nine years were spent in quiet contemplation and service inside the tiny convent in Lisieux. Toward the end of her time in the convent, she began to suffer from the effects of tuberculosis. Tuberculosis, a deadly infectious disease that attacks the lungs, leaves the sufferer with a chronic cough, fever, night sweats, and weight loss. St. Therese suffered seriously from this disease. She was reported to have said, I have reached the point of not being able to suffer anymore because all suffering is sweet to me. She accepted her affliction as a gift from God and saw it as a sign of his friendship with her. Little everyday things done in great love can lead us to a life of grace and deeper union with Christ. The little flower can show us the way. I'm Bess Trzemski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with wingman Tom Dorian. Deja vu. We are. T- it's, it's like I really weird, it's man. It's like we've done this before. But uh, so here we are uh, talking about ten ways to improve your mass experience. Got to hustle, right? And we got a lot to get through. We do, right? Well, well, good thing it wasn't a hundred. That's exactly. Right. We just ten things. We got only got seven more to do. That's and, right. And just to recap, real quick. You know, number one, get there early. Yep. Number two, pre-read the readings. Understand the season, the mm-hmm. saint, the context of the Mass that mm-hmm. we're doing. Number three, sing and respond. How beautiful that is, mm-hmm. right? To give your voice to God and to help others to, you know, sing as well. Just right. that, that concept is so so beautiful. So let's go to number four. Now, four is a biggie. It is a biggie. You and I both had this on our list, and it's a big thing because I know we've personally experienced Mm-hmm. Um, you know what this is like and, and how cool it is. A lot of people don't think the importance of, of this particular one. Mm-hmm. But imagine going through life mm-hmm. with a 100-pound backpack on constantly. Just, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get into your car. Just You, you start walking. It's like, this is heavy. You know, is, I just yeah. got to get this thing off my back. Can't get rid of it. The monkey on your back. Exactly. Right? Well, you know, that's what it's like when you are weighed down mm-hmm. by sin. You're right. Weighed down by sin. And you come to Mass weighed down by sin. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't been to confession in a while, that's number four. Go to confession. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how that just kind of cleans the slate. It is amazing. You know, um, if the Queen of England was going to come to my house, Mm -hmm. which I don't think she would, but... That'd be cool. If the Queen... Or the President of the United States is going to come to my house, you know, you might see me the night before with a vacuum. Just, you know, and maybe... Or broom. Broom dusting, something, doing whatever, something's going to gonna get clean. Prepare to receive such a great guest, right? Well, so here's the deal: we go to mass, we receive Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity mm-hmm. in the Eucharist. We're going to receive Him into our the the tabernacle of our of our bodies. Might want to straighten up we a little bit. Just kind of clean up <laughs> a little bit, right? And it's amazing the grace that is. It's just exponentially. It is. Just, just it grows exponentially just because of our ability and willingness to be sort of totally available to him. Right. And we haven't walled off little sections of our conscience, of our soul, of our hearts, you know, in sin where we kind of say, well, God, you can't get in here. Mm-hmm. 
we, we got to deal with this. And so the grace just abounds oh, yeah. in a mass. If you want to change your mass experience, one of the most profound things you can do is go to confession. That's right. I know a lot of our folks go to confession on a regular basis, and that's good that you're good Catholic boys and girls. I think that's awesome. But there's some of us out there, I think, who are... I was hoping he wasn't going to say that. I hope he wasn't going to talk about confession because these other things are kind of easy. I can sing, but I don't want to go sit in front of the Father and tell him these things. And the reality is it's amazing how liberating, how light you feel to let go of that 100-pound backpack of sin that we carry around with us if we don't go to confession. So that's a good one. Now, number five, this is interesting. We both had this on our list as well. Kind of out of left field too, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, you know, move your seat. Yeah. Not not the pew, because Father would right. not appreciate the fact that you would like unscrew the pew and like right. shift no, that the would pew. Be bad. We're not talking about that. Time consuming too. We are creatures to shift to a different pew. Yeah. We are we are creatures of habit. Right. And as a deacon again I can look out, not in judgment. Right. But I can look out, I can see I know where Bill Drennan's gonna be sitting. Right. I know right where he is. Like, there's Bill. Right. Nine o'clock mass, yeah. clockwork, he's sitting yeah. right there. Nothing against Bill, but you know, if Bill was gonna come to me and say Deacon, I, got, I, I just I want to change my mass experience somehow. It's like, well, they moved to a different seat. We did that recently. Did your family? Oh, that's right. I Great saw you guys. experience. Yeah, and I was going to say, uh, I wanted to stop the mass and say, welcome to the side of St. Joseph. <laughs> exactly. You usually sit in front of Mary, but you sat in front of It kind of shook everybody up, not just in my family, but also the, the folks around us. So what happens when you move is you get a whole new perspective. That's exactly new right. New angles. Right. New sound. That's right. You know, it's, it's different It's there. a different experience. And so if you want something different about mass, change the physicality. We're human beings. We're, we're physical as well as spiritual. Right. That's right. So changing our physical experience, especially in the context of mass, is one of those ways in which we can just suddenly it perks us up. That's right. When something's different, you're like walking to you know, say, hey, you know, this is different. This right. is not. This is not. Re- that's the, I rearranged the furniture. You know, and it's like, right. well, it's a different experience. Yep. Right. Just to kind of change things up. That's a good one, and simple one to do. Yep. Right. Yep. All right. And so then um, number six. Mm-hmm. Stay longer. We had you come early, mm-hmm. but now stay longer. Yeah, finish all the song. You, you know, the reality is stay there for the whole song, but then you know what? It's Say a Thanksgiving prayer, maybe. Amen. So what does the word Eucharist mean? We just received Eucharist. Thanksgiving. Eucharist means Thanksgiving. Right. And so just offering a prayer at the end, Yeah. a simple prayer of, Lord, let this Eucharist, let this word that has nourished me mm-hmm. and this, this Eucharist that is in me, mm-hmm. let it. Let it be, um, you know, efficacious. Right. Let it change me, transform me. Yeah. And and I thank you for it. I thank you for the gift of your son. I thank you for this opportunity. It's amazing what that will do to your mass. It will. Even though you just had the mass, offering thanks for it means you appreciated it. That's right. In a different light. You saw it in a different light. So that is definitely uh, another another positive thing that we can do. Now, the uh, number seven is one where... I kind of came up with this and because I got nine kids. Right. And we learned a long time ago. This, so this is for parents who have kids. And mm-hmm. I hear this a lot. Well, my kids just can't blah, blah, blah. And so it's like into the cry room, and that's like a major fuss, or into the nursery, and that's like a major fuss. And I see parents getting up and going out because they have to, because somebody comes and says, hey, you know, somebody has a dirty diaper, or hey, somebody is just screaming like a whatever wildcat. Right. And it's like, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And so it interrupts your mass experience. And I understand that things will happen like that. And I'm not certainly not saying that everybody's ready to do this, but as, as, as younger parents with a couple of kids, we realize something mm-hmm. very profound. And this is the advice I especially give to parents. If you want your kids to be attentive at mass, if you want them to be, quote, unquote, good at mass, mm-hmm. 
don't put them in the cry room and don't put them in the nursery. Mm-hmm. Have them sit there with you. And most importantly, mm-hmm. put them up in the front with you. Oh, Come yeah. to the front of the church. And it's amazing. You know, you stop and think about the kid, the uh, kid's perspective. A little kid, you know, you give them a bag of Cheerios or Cheez-Its, you know, and some coloring books. That's what they think mass is. Right. And because all they can see is the back of somebody's head. Yeah. The whole time that they're sitting back there in the back. Because you're thinking if they have a fit, I have to take them out. Well, and when you when we put them up front, when we went up front, the kids were like just like staring. Yeah, they're watching and taking their mouths in. were open and their eyes were open. And then afterwards, there are all these comments about who was that guy up there in the dress? Right. You know, and it's like all of a sudden they see a whole new. That's not a dress, by the way. That's a chasuble. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, you, they see something different. They're seeing yeah. and they're watching, and all of a sudden the the smells and the bells. Yeah. You know, they 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 liven up and they participate. Yeah. That's right. And so that's a, a, a neat thing to do. Now, everyone's not ready for that, Mm-mm. but I, I challenge you, put yeah, your kids up give front. Give it a shot. Yeah, put your kids up front. And if it's a total disaster, do not tell your pastor I told you to do that. <laughs> Number eight, a lot of us don't realize, you know, we, we hear the intentions at Mass. Yeah. Right, that are read, the universal prayer, and then the Mass is offered specifically. Someone, you know, offers a little stipend or whatever, and, they, and that Mass is offered by the parish on their behalf, or it's offered for the intentions of the parish. But... You know, you have the opportunity to offer that mass for somebody. That's right. I am going to mass today for my deceased brother. Mm-hmm. I am going to mass today for my friend at work. Mm-hmm. I am going to mass today for my child who kind of seems distant from the church. I am going, you know, and you can have a reason to go to mass and you can offer that to God. Mm-hmm. And so that the public work of the church now becomes something that is actually working for the person that you're offering. It gives you a, a purpose right. and a meaning for this mass now, when you offer it, it's like, hey, I, I've got a plan. And when you have a plan, you're more intentional. That's right. Right. So you're picking, you're you're participating in the mass in an intentional way. Yep. So let's look at number nine. Number nine is bring a friend. Right. Right. When you bring a friend, it changes everything as well. That's right. Because we live in community. Mm-hmm. Right. We love to go to ball games. We go watch the Memphis Tigers together as a group. We tailgate. We yep. love being. In the company of friends. Mm-hmm. So if you bring a friend to Mass, we're going to experience Mass in a different way. But, that's right. But as a group, as, as friends, and really that's the way it's intended to be because the Mass is not supposed to be a little private thing. So if you're alone, mm-hmm. if you're lonely, if you're a widow, widower, if you're just a single college student kind of making your way, just sitting there by yourself. Or even if you're a couple, bring another couple. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So to, that's why God gave us two hands. Right. To, to accompany people. That's exactly right. right. And so uh, bring a friend to Mass. That changes everything as well. So this last one, here's the big one to me. Mm-hmm. Realize what the Mass is. Mm-hmm. Right? And then when you realize what's going on at Mass and you understand that this is a, a, an unbloody representation of what happened, the one sacrifice that saved us all. Yep. And that is made present at that Mass. Mm-hmm. That's a big dot deal. Huge. Right. And so when you feel like that you're now like transcending time, yep. that's a big deal. And that's the kind of stuff that people need to really get into. Amen, brother. That's exactly right. So 10 things you can do, 10 simple things to change your mass experience. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the gifts and blessings you've bestowed upon us, especially the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, who died that we might have life. Grant, we pray, that our communion with him in the sacrifice of Holy Mass bless, sustain, and direct us. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.
Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.